Deej, are you wearing that hat because you're afraid of losing your hair? Yep. Well, same, because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I'd rather the th- fucking kill myself. <laughs> the thi- oh, God damn it, no, I can't, can't swear. swear. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Big news. Give it to me. I am feeling myself. Oh, God. Let's hear it. Notice Why? anything new about me. Uh, you have a uh, do it look like I'm left off bad and bougie hat. Nope. Which, that is something. Your hair is getting long. Before. My hair is getting long. That's, well, that's always looking okay. Actually, it has its days. I could fucking do two hours on that, but no. No? Nothing uh, else? The beard? Nope. Um, How about now? You are wearing joggers? What are you wearing? These I got. I'm. I've got some. You got some gym. Yeah, you got some gym attire. Well, I'm going to the gym at some point today, so I'm wearing a gym top. But these bottoms, I'll tell you, I've never had good uh, (laughs) like gym uh, types of bottoms. I just have. I had these pants. They were the worst. They were. um, I don't even know what they would be called. But they were just like equally wide the whole way. And they had this fucking stripe down the middle. I had them for a million years. And every time I went to the gym or anything, I would put them on over whatever I was wearing uh, to and from if I wasn't showering. And it was the fucking worst. And then I one day, I think it was Sunday, I fucking did something about it. I was like, I'm going to throw away those fucking pants because I hate them. It, isn't that like a, like a real moment of clarity in life where you're like, I hate this thing. I am wait. replacing it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's something I can do about this. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, could, I honestly couldn't tell you when I got those pants. I couldn't tell you when those fa- pants. Yeah, you just ever lived fucking... through it for like two years being miserable, hating the shit out of those pants. Probably 20 years. <laughs> they were. And, oh, God, they sucked. I can't wait to fucking... I'm, I'm going to light them on fire. It's weird that, that people do that because I do that all the time. What? Where there's, like, certain things that I hate yeah. and I just keep using anyway. One, probably because I'm too lazy to actually go out and replace them. Yeah. And two, just, like, I think that sometimes you just fall into the mindset that, like, this is the way thing it has to be. That's like, why... This thing sucks and it's always going to suck and I'm always going to have to just just do it. And then you're, like, one day you're, like... But I can buy another pair of pants. <laughs> well, that's why moving's great because when you move, you moving can use it great. as uh, an excuse to just get rid of a bunch of stuff. That is true. Last time I moved, I had this. Uh, I I was like, everything that I don't really like, I'm just gonna throw away. And then I realized, I realized like halfway through it, I was throw, I had thrown away like, all my clothes. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I ended up throwing away like half my clothes, and then the half that I was left with. I didn't necessarily like better than the first <laughs> half, but they were the only clothes I had left. But like, I started with dress shirts. I was like, I don't like this dress shirt. Fuck this dress shirt. I don't like Ugh, ripping it up, fucking spitting on it, pissing on it, spunking on it. There's no way you were ripping Whole up shirts. Fucking th- you were definitely that, that Antifa guy trying to rip the yes. sign. That was n- never start to rip something that you don't know you <laughs> that can't You're rip. not 100% certain that you are ripping immediately. You need to practice ripping <laughs> Like a thousand times before you rip something in front of people. Yes. So I just got rid of all those dress shirts, and now I have like four dress shirts. Well, I don't I'm have any the, dress shirts. I'm left. in the process of moving right now. This, I bet the listeners are laughing because Slow we've been are, we've yeah. been talking about me moving for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the process of moving right now, and the the clothes situation is great because um, I'm I have a lot of clothes, and mm-hmm. I'm taking the ones that I really like. 
but I don't have to throw away the other ones. Yeah. So like throwing away clothes is really hard for me because I always trick myself into thinking that I'm going to wear There's that at some, some point for, yeah. and I'm, I never end up yeah. wearing it. But now I'm able to bring a select amount of clothes to the new place and like really limit and cut down the wardrobe mm-hmm. while not committing to throwing anything away because I'm just leaving the old stuff here. Yeah. Uh, so I've done that for, I don't know, since I've been out of college uh, with just leaving a bunch of clothes at my parents' house. And they remind me like every week, they're like, hey, you have a bunch of clothes here. Are you ever going to come get them and wear them? And every now and then I'll go and I'll like dip in and I'll grab like one or two things, one little thing like, ooh, like, ooh, that's a nice sock, you know, <laughs> just here just and there. Sock. Yeah, just like, it's a fun little a la carte kind of blast from the past type of thing. You pick stuff off. And my mom, God love her, uh, every like six months, she'll set some sort of date. Where she's like, hey, uh, so it's not unreasonable for me the to purge. ask. Get, just get those things out of here. And if you don't want them, you can give them away. You can donate them, blah, blah. And uh, so the one right now that she said is like, just have them up by Mother's Day. And it's not like a get your shit out of here. It's not a combative thing. She's like, uh, just like by Mother's Day, you can get all these things out of there. And what a fucking asshole I am. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you sound I'm like, like a terrible kid. I'm like, yeah. Abby, no sweat. That's hey, point. Mom, you got it. <laughs> Absolutely. That, hey, my gift. This is your Mother's Day what, gift. What, what my mom wants, she gets. She gets. And eventually. Then in a couple months, it's going to be like, hey, by Thanksgiving, do you think that you can get these clothes out of here? I'm like, hey, don't mention it again. You got it. And then <laughs> I'll the just. the worst leave. kind of son. Well, you will. I actually need to do that as a person who's always between a medium and a large. I'm going to. If it ever becomes an argument, which it really hasn't, I don't know how it hasn't, I'm going to be like, excuse me, uh, please respect my struggle. You are being uh, very insensitive to me, which I guess will bring us to our next topic. I went to Heim last night. Lizzo opened. Awesome show. Great show. Heim rocked extremely, extremely hard. It turned out, actually, it was their first uh, the first state uh arena show they'd ever played okay which they announced like it was this big fucking thing and i was like yo you opened for taylor swift you've played a million stadiums this isn't <laughs> yeah. a fu- like you've played festivals with hundreds well, of i mean people. the taylor swift situation was different i mean it was definitely They're not obviously there, a yeah. stadium yeah. and but it's that you're an opener you yeah. get like half the crowd and yeah. half of that half crowd is interested yes so yeah. it's it's very very different yeah uh so they rocked it was great really really fun time but uh the, I don't know how to say this without, whatever. The the sensitivity of the internet, you know how the internet now, everything is bad, everything's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Snowflake culture. Yeah, total snowflake culture, which I, I'm, as a snowflake, I'm offended because <laughs> I know how big a snowflakes we can be before. You it's are like, triggered. You are, now you, you are, are just triggered by the asshole. triggered people. Right, yeah, because honestly, at some point, the... I'm very sensitive about everything. At some point, you are now being a selfish asshole. Well, what's right? going like, to well, what's going to happen is everybody is going to get everybody is going to get overly triggered mm-hmm. and then it's going to force the people who were like normally triggered like yourself yeah. into being like the big assholes. Right. This is that how Donald just, Trump like, gets elected. Like, all right, we're hitting the reset. 
We're all being assholes again. We're all being insensitive because you people have gone ahead and ruined this for everybody. Yeah, I miss like, I don't know, what was it? Like probably 2015 was the sweet spot where people were, by all means, where the world's problems not, uh, were they, the world's problems were not solved at all, but everybody uh, starting to get sensitivity. Woke. Right. Like there was like, hey, let's not be assholes. And then let's not be assholes became such a thing that people became real assholes about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is that has now uh, manifested itself into concert culture, which if you want the Internet, if you want to make the Internet suck, by all means, I don't like the Internet. I, I'm there a lot. I like leaving it from time to time. So you don't need to give me another excuse to say, you know what? That's enough internet for today. Fucking gif of uh, monkey shoving the computer <laughs> off the table. That's me, okay? I can play it fun like that, okay? Yeah. But you don't do that shit at a concert, and that's what I experienced a lot last night. You don't do that shit at places where you go to get away from the internet. Yes, exactly. So... uh in between Haim and Lizzo, my friends and I were talking, and uh, it was like more people were coming in, more people were packing in, and the, the, the general admission area is getting tighter and tighter, naturally, and uh, none of us were, we, we had just gotten beers, so none of us were drunk or anything like that, mm-hmm. and this girl uh, in front of me is like, can you stop bumping into us? And it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a drunk guy like constantly like fucking throwing his body around or anything. Nobody was dancing. I honestly didn't even know that I'd made contact with this person once. That's how minimal it was. And I was like, okay. And she turned away. And everyone in my group usually, if if someone tells me to stop doing something, everyone in my group was like, finally, someone told yeah. me to stop doing that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. And they were like, huh, that was a little weird. And I was like, ah, it's happened before. It'll happen again. Whatever. Sometimes people are like that. And then, uh, during the show, Esty was just crushing a Snickers bar. Her uh, just Love on stage, it. just uh, like talking, eating a Snickers bar. Uh, blood sugar was low. She. I bought a Twix bar the other day. Twi- we'll talk about that. Okay. In a and uh, she told the story about how the doctor told her that because of her diabetes, she shouldn't go on tour. And she was like, "Fuck that!" And I was like, <laughs> "All right, well, that's a ridiculous story to tell." Yes. Like, yeah, like. I don't have diabetes. I don't know what that struggle's like. But so she was like, my doctor said I can't go on tour. And I said, fuck that. And it got this huge cheer. I thought it was funny. And Jeff ended up texting about it. Like, it was pretty funny that she was saying, like, and then I said, no, doctor, I'm not listening to you. So she was like, I said, no, fuck that. And it got this big cheer. And I thought that was funny. And I was like, yeah, fuck that, doctor. And this woman in front of me turned to me, like, laughing, but she was like, you probably shouldn't say that about a doctor. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. what? Now we're in fucking sensitive, can't joke about a goddamn, like, th- it's like, unless you are that doctor, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was, sh- I'm, I'm just fucking defeated. Like, That's it's- awful. Yeah. You can't make a fucking, you can't make a joke Again, anymore. Again, that's the internet. You can do that on the internet. if And I like doing that sometimes anyway. If I see something that's not offensive, that I can be like, hey, that's not cool. I'll do it just because I know that dummies are going to fucking jump on it and be like, yeah, that's not cool. But Jesus. wild. I, I, I just. Uh, I'm also triggered because of the Heim concert. 
mainly because I didn't go. Yes. And yet, uh, you and Jeff decided to stick me on the text chain mm. that you were just texting back and forth about the concert the entire fucking time. Yeah. Very cool move by you guys. Really Not cool insensitive move. at all. Yeah. Well, I guess we did it to Jeff when we... No, I, no we, we do didn't. it to Jeff whenever was, we leave him out on I, d- I didn't. No. No, we didn't. I was thinking about this last night. Like, when we left Jeff out on uh, the Ready One, Ready Player One plans that we that he made that we just excluded him on uh we didn't like hop in the text chain after the movie and be like yo let's talk about the movie it was awesome yeah well that's because i was the only one who wanted to say let's talk about the movie it was awesome <laughs> yeah but we also just didn't talk about it on the text chain i think that if if you're going to a concert and i'm heartbroken about not being able to go then uh a good friend move is to start a new text chain. I'll think about it. <laughs> it was a great show. Uh, Lizzo opened, and I thought I knew one song by Lizzo. It's always fun when you think you know one or two songs by somebody, and then you realize as you're seeing them like, that oh, you know this every single yeah. one of their songs. So she was great. Uh, just a wild performer. Uh, great time. Uh, Haim was awesome. Like I said, they rocked very, very, very hard. They all wore red. Really cool. Uh, Esty and Alana were... The, the stage banter reached a point of they were clearly uh, like passive-aggressively snipping at each other. And really? It was great. Yeah, when, when Alana introduced Want You Back, she told the story of... She was like, all right, so I'm not a huge ballad person, but when we were making our last album, we had this song that was kind of... Uh, a misfit it didn't really fit in with the rest of the stuff and we tried we wrote the song and then we just kind of got rid of it and when we were putting the song when we were recording the songs i was like yo what about this song what about this song and everyone was like uh it didn't really work we we couldn't find a way to make it work and i was like well let's fucking work on it let's make the song work and that song is want you back let's go and sd cut her off and was like uh but how did we make it work I was like, I'll put slap bass on it. And that's when we all started to like the song. <laughs> and Alana was like, okay, well, let's get, play guess it. everything's <laughs> about Esty. And so they did that. And then, like, the next time they had a little stage banner, it, it, that kind of continued. That's awesome. And then when uh, they played, when they played Something to Tell You, Danielle went to the drums to play the drums and sing. And Alana was like, all right, Esty, move over to, to Danielle's mic. And uh, Esty said something about, like, oh, I didn't know that you would want me that close to you. So it was just like a, it was like a, I wonder if mommy they fight and daddy a lot. are fighting. They've got, they, they're, they spend every second with each other. Yeah, it's very hard to imagine them doing anything apart. Yeah. At this point, like, everything that they do is together. Yeah, I actually find it, I think that, uh, I think it's weird that they, like, live alone. Right, I was gonna say like I would assume, I think that uh, Danielle lives with uh, Ariel Rexide, and I don't know what Esty's doing. And Alana has well, her own lives apartment. In a cave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She and there's just like the bodies of dead men that she's just fucking eating up. God. Um, yeah, but whenever like Alana posts something from her apartment or whatever, I'm like, this just seems like a waste of money. Just live with. <laughs> You, you, there's probably like two months a year that you guys are all home. Just fucking, I would keep fucking living with their parents. Yeah, I, that's what I kind of just imagine them living in their parents' basement mm. and just having like posters of all their musical influences yeah. on the wall yeah. from like their childhood. That's what uh, I think the Jack sharing Antonoff one big bed with his uh, 
parents until he was like 30 something and you know how i know i'm getting close probably because finish this move yeah that's true (laughs) probably because jack antonoff probably told that story a million times yeah probably did you do you see the thing he did where he uh made his bedroom like an exhibit no he he, like recreated his bedroom and brought it around to every show so like you could be in the bedroom where jack antonoff grew up like yeah i remember when i watched the big sick yeah wait what did he do that (laughs) yeah he does his one-man show he recreates his bedroom on stage yeah what a one-man show uh so heim was great uh their merch was insane i almost got you a shirt i saw the shirts the shirts that you sent me I, i wasn't i wasn't like crazy about I uh, I got a great one. There's also they also had one that was it was just a black shirt and it was Rihanna's tweet. Uh, Rihanna had a tweet years ago that was like, "How do y'all feel about Heim?" <laughs> that's awesome. So they just had they just put that on a tweet. Yeah, on, on a, a shirt. shirt. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, but I I couldn't justify spending thirty five dollars. Yeah, on the that. shirts were expensive. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean concert shirts are always expensive, mm-hmm. but I I feel like that's. Heim and like a Gannis yeah. is not a $35 t-shirt. Yeah. My uh, my friend got a sweatshirt that said sister, sister, sister that was $60. Oh, Wild. God. I was going to get a dad hat too. They had dad hats that just said you got, sister. You got too many dad hats. I have a thousand dad hats. Are you wearing that hat because you're trying to hide the fact that you're going bald? Yes. Ooh. Well, don't feel too bad because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is... When you start to notice your hair loss, it's too Everybody late. Everybody already noticed that. They're saying, look who's bald. Do you want a bald spot to pop up, or do you want to do something about it first? Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? The can solution, I answer that question? Yes. Because guys just always do the weird thing. That's true. Thing. We just talked about the fact yeah. that you just don't do anything when, when something bad happens to you. Yeah, go uh, on. But you don't have to. If you don't want to go bald... Uh, turn to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Uh, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Uh, I am terrified, absolutely terrified of losing my hair. Uh, that's why uh, if I ever notice my hair starting to go thin I, I think i'm going a little thin on the sides i'm getting very paranoid about it really yeah like I if i pull my it. hair back it's just like there's a little bit of receding on the ends but every I'm, time i get my hair cut i'm like hey how's it uh, look up you're there? not yeah yeah and he's like dude it's fine and i'm like you're not just saying that you got you're gonna tell me when you see it right right <laughs> i know uh, that, uh, i need a friend who will be brutally honest with me be like yo you're you're losing some you're yeah. losing some skin there uh but if you do Start to notice a bald Hair is spot. Not skin. I need you to. I need to make sure that you know. No, it's an extension of skin. Is it? No. There must know. At forhims.com, there's well-known uh, generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. They have no snake oil pills. We've always talked about snake oil. Snake Don't oil trust is it. out, Don't folks. trust it. We are not doing snake oil. Uh, there's no gas station counter supplements. I don't know why you would buy supplements at a gas station. No one's ever but... bought. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. Uh, the prescriptions are solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits. Save hours by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. So, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5. So, while supplies last, go to the website, see full details, and it would cost you $100 if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Instead, go to 4 slash brunch. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com 
slash brunch. Forehams.com slash brunch. Tell me about that. Uh, why don't you tell me about that Twix bar, compadre? Well, uh, earlier this week, I got some furniture from my new place, and I had to assemble it by myself, and Ooh. it took about four hours. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. It was a battle. I got through it. But let me tell you, I missed lunch while doing that. And once you finish assembling furniture, uh, this is a new experience for me, but you just want to drink every beer in the world mm-hmm. and just eat whatever you can Some put in your face. Yeah, beer and za. So I went to the supermarket. I got a, a sixer, and I was checking out, and I saw the whole candy section and the checkout. I just went for the Twix bar. I've done that a lot, like literally that order. Except I won't go Twix. In that case, I'm going Fast Break. That's a weird one. Fast Break? Is that all? That's peanuts, right? It's uh, peanut butter. It's chocolate, peanut butter, and nougat. That is a. I'm okay with that. I think that's a top two candy bar. It never gets mentioned in the discussion. Yeah. Like, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, like, one of the big, big three or big yeah, however yeah. many of candy bars. But it's also, like, not a deep cut. Like, no one's going to hear that and be like, oh, yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, is fucking from, no. Is it regional? Right. No, no, it's a fucking no. Reese's. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. people wouldn't be like, is that regional? Oh, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, why? Do you are, do you have something against Twix? No, I love Twix. Oh, okay. Twix I, is great, but I'm saying the, the big two for me are, I mean, Snickers is... All four spots out on Mount Rushmore. It is the goat, and there's nothing even close. Yeah. But my uh, my next Barstool did probably... Barstool did a thing this week. Uh, it was like Jordy was talking about how ice cream sandwiches are the biggest, um, like the the best summer treat. And I was like, excuse me, uh, ever had a Snickers ice cream bar? Yeah, those are fucking awesome. Those are. Elite, Although I'm a huge elite. ice cream sandwich guy. Ice cream sandwiches are are great. I like them a lot, and you can eat a bunch of them. But there are major drawbacks to ice cream sandwiches like one being if you eat an ice cream sandwich you're gonna have black shit all over your teeth yes <laughs> that is the worst yeah uh and number two the the wrapper the wrapper on a lot of ice cream sandwiches fucking sucks it gets stuck to the actual sandwich i don't understand how they keep making these and they keep putting these same paper wrappers on them and haven't fig- figured out a solution that the like hey these get stuck all over the fucking sandwich all the time what's concerning about an ice cream sandwich that for some reason we've just all chosen to overlook uh like the cookies on the ice cream sandwiches they they like peel you know like the, the whatever the well, i'm material- not even talking about the cookie ones i'm talking about the uh like the longer ones yeah the longer rectangle yeah well that's not a cookie you- yeah yeah it is the, the fucking- like the black part yeah that's a cookie? Yeah. I've, it, like, qualifies as, yeah. So that stuff, so the the chocolate ones, the yeah. one with the, the, even the chocolate chip ones, like, that, the shit that you were saying you get all over your face, that's on your fingers. It just yes. fucking peels onto your, it. it's the weirdest fucking thing. When, and in no other scenario when someone's been eating a cookie has the cookie fucking <laughs> peeled off onto their fingers. It's the weirdest thing that we've just chosen to accept. There is, like, ah, ice cream sandwich. Yeah, there is a lot of residue that comes with eating a fucking ice cream sandwich. Yes. So but, that's my drawback. But they're terrific. Uh, have you ever made ice cream sandwiches? No, that's way too much fucking work. I have. have. You? Yeah. Why? It's a fucking party. It's a very long story, well, but it was totally worth it. I mean, like, I've done it in college where there are cookies and there is ice cream, hmm. and you make a makeshift one, but I've never, like... 
I've never had an option of of. I an mean, ice literally, cream all you do one. is make cookies and then put ice cream. That is way too much work. You've never made cookies before. No. You've never made cookies before. No. Are you serious? Yes. That's fucking wild. Not really. I can just buy cookies. That is... Oh, man. I've watched somebody make cookies. You are a grown man, No, I'm not. (laughs) You just told me that a cookie feels like a bag of sand. That's what I just fucking heard (laughs) from you. You know when you're making cookies and it just feels like a bag of sand? (laughs) Uh, So... On the topic of furniture, I guess, uh, we've had this discussion like lined up for a few weeks at yeah. this point. I-, I got the furniture for my new place from Wayfair, mm-hmm. and it's great. It was fine. Yeah. A great, fine experience with Wayfair. Wouldn't, wouldn't, uh... I need to ask you this. Did the furniture you get, was it, uh, was it real wood or no, it was, was not it? real world, real wood? Ooh, Definitely not. That's a change I've made in my old age. You going only real wood? Only real wood. It is, and it's a great fucking feeling. I'm sure I'll get there at some point, but this is like my first time moving out. I don't give a fuck. You can get yeah. You're, you're, so. you're still you're still on the particle board <laughs> yes. phase. Uh, so we had this conversation like a couple weeks ago. But if if you live in Boston or anywhere in in the area, there's a good chance that you know approximately. 24 people that work at Wayfair. Yeah. There are two there are two places where people work in Boston. One is Aquia, which is I still don't know a, what that is. You don't know what Aquia is? No. It's uh it's I don't really know what it is either apparently. It's like a web hosting thing. Um like a lot of websites like the back end of it is Aquia. Okay. Uh and everyone in Boston works either there or Wayfair. If you know one person who works there, then you're going to find out that you actually know 600 people who work there. Yeah, because they it's is is it like I'm pretty sure it's a cult. Working at Wayfair is like a cult because those people just hang out with each other or or it's just a case of they they're always there. And yeah, so they but, don't really have an option. But I don't know. I haven't to hang uh, with other people. I haven't uh, taken too deep a dive into the Wayfair experience, but certainly with Aqua people, it's one of those situations where uh, the office is a cool place. You can yeah. have a drink at the office, and uh, <clears throat> if I'm gonna like hang out with someone, I'm like, "Hey, we go into this concert." They're like, "Yeah, why don't you swing by the office and we'll have a couple of drinks?" I'm like, "I don't want to fucking drink at your work. <laughs> yeah, fuck get that. out of here." And you get there, and they're like, "Oh, well, here's nine of my coworkers. <laughs> is it cool if they come?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, fine." But it sort of seems similar at Wayfair from my exposure to it. Like, it definitely seems like a loose atmosphere. But the one thing that I've noticed about Wayfair is that they apparently have six million company parties every year. I, yes, I'm yes. always seeing pictures on Instagram being like, Wayfair party, Wayfair party. Everybody in the world that I know is there. Mm-hmm. So good for them, I guess. But that brought the question to us. like, Do you really want your workplace having that many parties? Do you, or, or do you want... That pers- that larger percentage of your partying experience to, to be, be work related, related. Yeah. and I would guess no, just because I don't. Uh, I'm very much on the outside of that uh, because I just I've never really had a thing like that. The last place I worked, uh, it was very out of fashion to like anyone there. <laughs> so you're supposed to hate each other. At e- Seems yeah. like that's the yeah. way that things still are there. Every now and then they would have like they would. I think I went to like one Christmas party and I was like, oh man, this is awkward as fuck. <laughs> so I just stopped going to those. Um, I, actually, our the, the, 
the Christmas party that we have, the holiday party at NBC Sports Boston Power by Xfinity, is a fucking shitload of fun. But that's mm. like the only well, that so that's the thing. I I think that office parties can be really fun, yeah. but I feel like they should be a spe- uh, it, special occasion. Totally, totally. But these places, even like every Friday is they're all hanging out, yeah, and that like that's what they do. And I I can't imagine doing that. So with that many office parties, you you wade into dangerous territory. One because like if you get shit faced at at like the office Christmas party and you make a goddamn fool of yourself, mm-hmm. like people are going to be talking about it, but yeah. you won't get judged too hard because it's again like, it's a oh, special we all, occasion yeah, yeah. and everybody is probably going to be yeah turning up. Yeah. So, when you're having a party like every other week, every other Friday and you're getting wasted on like half those parties, there's a good chance people are going to look at you and be like What's going on? Yeah, there? they What's going on? This right. is problematic. Like my coworkers, I I mean I'm friends with some of my coworkers, but the average coworker of mine does not know what I'm like. like. Yeah. Right? Like what in I'm in the like. wild. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like they don't they don't know what it's like when DJ fucking cuts Let's loose. his hair down. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I I'm I like that. Yeah, you know? same. I don't. I wouldn't want uh, anything in, in work. Like, hey, we're gonna have DJ do this. Oh, yeah, oh, well, of course DJ's gonna do that. You see what he fucking did last Thursday. I blah, think blah, blah. there needs to be some separation between like work and yes. social. And it stinks if you work at one of those places because if you're on the prowl, then you either date someone that you work with. Or you don't date anybody because everybody works at either Aquio or <laughs> yes. Wayfair. Yeah, it, it, I have noticed that too. And I think it might be a cause of, of like everybody, one, everybody working there, and two, like they're partying every other week yeah. at company parties. When you get drunk and you're doing that shit, there's a good chance you're going to hook up with somebody that you work with, and then that turns into a relationship, and then it all gets so messy. Do you know any Wayfair couples? Yep. My ex-girlfriend works at Wayfair, and she dates a kid that she works with. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know a Wayfair couple as well, and I think that they met at a Wayfair party. (laughs) Of course they did. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Hey, people, if you have uh, any relevant experiences to that... uh, Hope that was a good segment for you. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, on the subject of uh, getting back to music, uh, Houndmouth, I-, I wrapped up the night by getting a text message from uh, our old friend Jeff saying, new Houndmouth song out. I Weird move on. by him because he didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we started texting about it. And he was like, ooh, I haven't listened yet. Like, it's like, why the fuck would you why like, are you talking send to us this about to us? Yeah. So, right, like, new Houndmouth thought of you. <laughs> So, as I so I'm listening to it and I'm starting to write in my notes for brunch like what the fuck is this? You text what the fuck is this? It's a fucking like it's a, it's a disco song. Yeah, it's a dance song what for sure. F- it's very very. It's it came a, out of, to say this came out of nowhere is a, a huge understatement, massive understatement. Yeah. It really because like you said, listen to their first album and they are scientifically the band like they sound like the band and it's awesome if you like bob dylan if you like any of that old shit you're gonna love them and then this is like what the fuck and i love i mean god prince would vary would uh, fucking vary his shit like crazy and that was awesome yeah no i'm for that but when it's a band like houndmouth and i love everything that they do or they previously did in the first couple (laughs) albums uh yes and and it's like a style that i feel like is 
there's not enough great artists in that sort of genre. Yeah. And doing that sort of throwback Underrepresented, feel. yeah, for and sure. So when when they're going away from that to do this shit that is definitely not underrepresented, yeah. I don't feel like I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I mean, I was The say- song isn't bad. No, it's it's okay. It's yeah, it's, it's fine. I said that uh, they sound like anybody who could be opening for you know the band Miniature Tigers. Nope, Miniature Tigers, great, love them. Uh, but they sound like a band who could be opening for Miniature Tigers, where you're like, yeah, this is good. I'm not going right. to buy this. So they're great in the category that they tried to capitalize on on the first two albums. Yeah, and they're just like average in this category. Totally. So it's I'm trying to think. Uh, it's it's oh it's like like Lord, Lord yes, is okay. awesome at being the pop person who's making essentially hip hop. Yeah, do that, push those boundaries, and then she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna do some strictly top forty stuff. Like that's that's cool. You're fine at that, but you're unbelievable at that other thing. Right, your other thing made you top forty because it was right. so cool and different. Exactly. Like your other thing did not sound like top forty, and it was top forty because yeah. of how fucking good it was. So. uh I don't want to do like the, hey, stick to fucking rock and roll type of thing or like stick to Americana, any of that. But you're but, best at that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if you want to do the best things, then. And maybe. and like that's that's their image, too. Like, yeah. Hanmouth is very like Southern. Yeah. Just like kind of dirty. Yeah. Rock and roll. Shit. Yeah. And that is awesome and i love that about them and even the album cover or the single uh cover i was yeah i saw it i was like it's, what's this it's very clean yeah, yeah. and it's very chic yes you know? it's, <laughs> so what like is katie tupin yeah like, so that the was reason the, for so this? the first thought was like what the fuck is this and then it was like Oh wait a second! Because Katie left Houndmouth, and then we saw Houndmouth shortly after Katie left, and, and they, they were, were like, "Awesome!" They were, you know what they were? This is uh, this isn't a fucking problematic analogy because one's a fucking woman and they're guys. They were divorced they were, dads. They were guys who just got out of a fucking relationship, <laughs> yes. and they fucking had their shirts open and they had a bottle of whiskey, being, and they were they, being super flamboyant. Right, like they like, weren't necessarily happy. You saw them, and you're like, "I don't necessarily know if everything's okay." with them right yes, now yeah. but they were fucking cutting loose yes. they were fucking they were like finishing the bottle and smashing it on the ground yes. they were just fucking and yeah they were very flamboyant so we were like man i don't know what i'm seeing right now but it is doing it for me <laughs> and so they're going through some sort of crisis yeah i i 100 like agree the first part this is this, yeah same this is uh definitely the midlife crisis of, of Houndmouth and so like when Katie left the what did they they replaced her with a brass section? Yeah, well they they replaced uh, they got Caleb from Diane Coffee, who I was a huge fan of that guy, and so he now does keys and sings for them, and he's great. So he basically replaced Katie's body. Okay. Um, but then yeah, then they added horns. I don't know if those guys are still in the band. Yeah, I don't me neither. Like a touring band thing. I don't even know if Caleb technically. Is well, part we, of the when band. we saw them at Lollapalooza, they were there. Yeah, and no, it was yeah. awesome. Right, it was so it was crazy. I have a video I post on Instagram. I go back and I watch it all the time from when we saw them in the tent. Yeah, and they did Sedona and they went fucking crazy. That remains it's my favorite video in the world. Okay, you pick a movie, TV show. <laughs> 
fucking whatever episode or whatever that video is my favorite video i watch it all the time so much fucking energy okay uh yeah so i'm a little concerned here yeah and uh god we're gonna see them i I think yeah they they're at uh are we going oh we're going to acl we're going to austin city limits yeah yeah we are going to austin city limits in uh in october the lineup is insane jeff Jeff just does this now, apparently. He texted us, like, Austin City Limits lineup is out. It's sick. We looked at it. We were like, cool, we're down. We booked everything, got flights, everything. Can't go. And he was like, oh, no. I'm, we were like, so do you want to go? And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, Why do you? I know. That's Jeff's new thing. And Hotmouth is there. Okay. I, I'm very, uh, well, now I'm. The lineup is crazy. And I'm not saying this in a go kind of way because if you go. Oh, actually, I have. Uh, I, 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 there were some brunch fans last night. I can talk about that. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Austin City Limits is Paul McCartney, Metallica, Childish Gambino, Arctic Monkeys, who I don't really care about. Travis Scott is awesome live. By the way, people are going to be pissed that I just said I don't really care about Yeah, Arctic no, I, I'm a little pissed. It. Arctic Monkeys are really good. They're. They're. they're they're good. I don't know if AM was their last album, but AM was great. No, nah, I think they have one since then. Okay. Yeah. Um, the National, don't care about them. But uh, it's like Churches is there. Even if their album sucks, they're still Churches. St. Vincent's there. Um, this is a bad year for me in terms of music. I think like Churches and Hell like, people are, like you two like of my very favorite new-ish bands. Yeah. And they're both trending in the wrong direction. I got in a uh, stop replying to the text thread thing with our friend Brian over it. He was like, uh, we were talking about new music, and I was like, yeah, I'm hoping that the church just comes through with this album. And he was like, the songs they put out so far are sick. Get oh, Out is unbelievable. No. Bunch I, of exclamation I points. I do like Get Out, but... And I was like, oh man, no. I was like, it's so much worse than their other shit. And he was like, oh, you're being a snob. You're overthinking it. I'm like, no, no I'm not. No, <laughs> no I, I promise is, you I'm it not. It is significantly worse. If you want the one-hour dissertation, you know I'm, I'll, I'll fucking give it to you. So what do we do here? So I... He was like, I think you just need to listen to them more. And I was like, mm, no, that's not the problem because yeah. I listen to churches fucking every goddamn yes, day exactly. of my life. And I this do shit like, is way worse. Than I the do like album. Uh, My Enemy. That's the one song I like of the three. I would say Get Out is the best of the three. But Never Say Die isn't good. Oh. Uh, oh, the I, I really don't like Get Out, but but Get Out it has some fans, so that's yeah. at least encouraging. Um, yeah. What else do we have music-wise? Oh, Lake Street Dive has a new album out today. Very, very exciting. I did listen to the song uh, Good Kisser yes. that you sent me. Yes. That is a, that's a banger. That's a very good song. I haven't, I've only listened to one other song on the album. I'm quite excited to hear it. I'm seeing them tonight at Sinclair. Pretty great. Lake Street uh, Dive? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're, uh, they do this. When, when they play in Boston, they get this fucking thing about them where they're like, ooh, we'll, we'll do like a small club show, and that's great, but... This is now twice that I've fucking had to move heaven and earth to get into a fucking Lake Street Dive show because it's sold out in one second. So, hmm. uh, what happened at at the Heim concert? Uh, what was I going to say? What was L- it? Meeting a brunch peoples. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so, well. First, uh, someone turned around during Lizzo and was like, "Aren't you supposed to be watching the Celtics right now?" And I <laughs> said, I looked at her like dead serious. It was a great moment. I said. I am supposed to be watching Haim. Never been more serious about anything in my life. What am I supposed to be doing? I was fucking <laughs> I was born. put on this earth yes. to watch Haim. Yeah, and then after the show, someone came up to me. Uh, they were wearing the black, uh, the black Friday brunch sweatshirt. Oh, hell yeah. And came over and... Weird uh, move to wear 
sweatshirt. It's been so it was super very nice this yeah. Week, and, and I was I would was, not wear a sweatshirt to a to a concert even in the middle of winter. Right. I was wearing a t shirt there, and after the show, we went across the street to watch the rest of the Celtics game. And I was still, you know, like when you, you're done with a workout, you take a shower, you get out of the shower, and you're still sweating. Yep. Yeah. I just had that going on. I was still sweating for like 45 minutes after. And he came up to me, and he was like, sorry. He came up to me, and he was like, hey, DJ. And uh, I said something. I, I was probably more clever about it, but I saw he was wearing the brunch shirt, and I said like loud enough for my friends to hear. I was like, oh, why? Something like that. And it was great because he was clearly a brunch fan. And we talked about brunch for a second. He said hi. I think his name was Jesse. It might not have been. Ooh. Yeah, but he was a very nice guy. How many people asked where I was? Uh, actually, he didn't. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, one person I think did. One person uh, I walked by at the show was like, Deej, blah, blah, And I was like, you bet, buddy. <laughs> and it was probably Where's Pete. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I kept That's getting. up. So, like, between the texts and the tweets that I kept getting, everybody kept tweeting at me being like, where are you, where are you at? Hoping mm. to run into the brunch, boy. Everybody just fucking assumed that I was going to be there. And it was heartbreaking. Mm. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Ooh, uh, Janelle Monet's at Austin City Limits. Oh, hell yeah. That's a very strong recommendation. Uh, I, uh, I. I circled back, double down yeah, on that recommendation and to Feidelberg yesterday. <laughs> you, you circled back to me, and yeah. you don't have to do that to me. Did you it, listen to it? I started to listen to it. I listened to about 20 seconds of the first song, mm-hmm. and then my iTunes just cut out, and Ooh. it just wouldn't play. Really? So, yeah, I'm going to get back to it. Ah, interesting. So, uh, Paul Williams, we got to talk about that real quick. Have you listened to Paul Williams? No. He's a New Zealand comedian, and he apparently he has two albums out. Uh, Feidelberg is obsessed with one of them because a comedian that he's also obsessed with uh, recommended it. So uh, he, this guy, it's like the poppiest album in the world. It's called Surf Music, and it is excellent. It's really, really good. And my friends last night were like, hey, have you ever listened to that album that Feidelberg always tweets about? And I was like, matter of fact, I have, and it's fucking sick. So Paul Williams, listen to that. It's called Surf Music. There's a... Uh, He's a like I said, he's a comedian, but his music is really, really good, and it's not comedic music or anything. Okay. And he's clearly a big NBA fan. Okay. So as a as a burgeoning NBA fan myself, it's cool to listen to songs where he's is he throwing s- NBA references. Yeah, he's, oh, wow. he's got a song called uh, "I'm Your Number One," and uh, so he says uh, Anth- he talks about Anthony Bennett. Okay, uh, wow. So it's 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 quite. The great album. The song Braces is wildly good, so check that shit out. Uh, nice uh, nice mustache you got there. Hey, thank you. I'm, I'm working on it. It's not a nice mustache yet, but I've uh, opened up to the world. That you made I'm, a rookie mistake. I shaved the rest of it too you, early. Yeah, you didn't get a running start. Well, I, this is as good of a running start run as enough. I'm going to get. Uh, the rest of it was just so terrible. I tried to grow a playoff beard for, for hockey, and just the rest of it was so terrible that I... Had to make some adjustments. Mm. Initially, uh, I shaved the sides. So la- the, the sides didn't come all the way down into the chin beard. They stopped at ah. like these two spots right next to my chin. And so it looked like I had mutton chops mm. and a goatee. You could have just gone with the goatee, but goatees it's suck. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I shaved the sides and I had the uh, the mustache and the chin beard. So I had like a – it was like, like the pirate look or something yeah. like that. But – the chin beard, like I'm not used to growing it out that much. So what I ended up doing was, I ended up like fidgeting with it too much, and I was like literally pulling hairs out of my chin. 
like one by uh-huh. one, and then eventually it got too patchy, and I had to shave that too. And so now I'm stuck with the mustache, and I'm just going to keep it. Gross. Uh, no, I like <laughs> it. I had a uh, up and down experience with that. You sent me a picture of yourself with a mustache, and I thought that it was like you were mid shave and you were like oh, goofing around. Oh no, no, I'm serious. Or whatever. About it. And I was very triggered because uh, a mustache was going to be my summer look, is going to be my summer look, and I was very mad because I haven't done it yet. And I was like, now fucking Pete did it first. And then after about an hour of hating the world, I said, (laughs) I texted you. You were angry. I will actually fucking kill you multiple times. And then I was like, I think that. Both Pete and I are going to have mustaches this summer. Not and the that's worst thing better in the world. Than, yes. That's better than any other scenario because we're just going to be out. And if people are like, is that Pete and Deej? They do both have mustaches <laughs> for some reason. So I'm going to go with, yeah. I like the idea of uh, people being out and thinking that they recognize us. And it's just two random pedophiles with mustaches. And yeah. they say hi. Actually, now I'm so I'm really coming around on this because now you're going to kind of see what it's like. You're going to see what it's like uh, to get some looks. Yeah, exactly. So go see some matinees. Well, now I have I haven't decided if I'm going to I'm I'm in on the mustache idea for sure. Yeah. But as I brought up in the past, I'm I'm considering the the blonde hair still. Uh, So if I have a uh, blonde head of hair and a mustache, things could get really weird. Actually, if you I bet if you dye the hair blonde, your mustache will look more prominent. Really? Yeah, because your because your mustache is way lighter than your hair. So if you dye your hair lighter, oh. then that'll stand out a little bit. I thought you meant dye the mustache. No. Blonde. Oh no, we're, we're depending on how it goes. I mean, I've had a mustache a million times before, but and it's not super big. Yeah, I've never done anything to it. But maybe we'll just fucking dye our mustaches. Hell yeah, yeah I've been on make that it a idea. More prominent. Um. So. People this could be a weird hair, summer. Like with they do, uh, uh, like a lot of barber shops will uh, they'll put like a little ink on your hair when really? they're like li- or like on your head when they're lining it up. Yeah, they'll okay. and then they'll like comb it and, and it'll make it look perfect. So, How long does that last? Is uh, it like a dye or is it ink? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, people who have experienced that, <laughs> keep it to yourselves. Colin, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do like I do love the idea of going to Atlanta later this summer. Yes, with, and going to see, see Randy. going to see Taylor Swift. Three mustache guys by themselves at a Taylor Swift concert. That's not suspect at all. And the best part is there's a zero percent chance. There's a five percent chance Randy will actually have a mustache. Well, actually, if he's shooting Stranger I, Things. Who well, knows? I also think that if we both have mustaches and yeah. Randy has always has some has some sort of facial hair. Yeah. I think that he might be Feel convinced. Yeah, yeah, he might be convinced to uh, give himself a mustache. Uh, one story that I wanted to tell on this show was a friend of a friend had a debacle this past week. I don't even know what to do with it. It's horrifying. It is absolutely horrifying. So a friend of a friend of a friend got engaged. And so what you do when you get engaged is you send a picture of the ring to all your family and that's the way to say like hey look what look look at the news it's a picture of your your hand and it's the ring so this this girl took a picture of her hand sent it to her entire fucking family and normal picture seems but what she forgot was that it was a live photo 
And so if you this if, could happen to me because I still oh don't yeah fucking I know, know what any nobody of that ever is. thinks about live photos when they send shit. So she sent a picture in the live photo, and if you if you hold down your finger, if anybody knows how this works, you hold down your finger and it basically plays a short little video. You push the little picture of the ring, and if you wait long enough, big penis comes <laughs> waddling in <laughs> into the frame. Guy walks in doing like the everybody loves Raymond. Oh, that's walk. the best part. Yeah, he is doing like He's the, doing like the oh, hands here down comes the, pants. the dick. Yes. Yeah. And it is uh, a dangling dong mm. right into the uh, in, right into frame next to the fucking the engagement ring. It is uh, an absolute debacle. That because is a you just photo sent... nuke. Yes, that isn't a photo yes. bomb. That is a photo fucking hydrogen bomb. Which oh my god! And I, I'm pretty sure that it was discovered by the, like the family. Oh. My question is, what the fuck do you do from there? I don't think you can get married. Because? Because y- her entire family has seen your penis. So? <laughs> that is so awkward. You know what's weird? I actually think that that's like a crazy enough thing that if that happened to me, I would. I, I honestly think I would laugh it off. I wouldn't be that mortified. I would be absolutely more. I'd be like, you, oh my god! Well, that's it depends. Fu- like, it also depends, the like the relationship that, that you have with her family. Yeah, like if her family's very uh, religious yeah. and uptight. You're if like fucked. the father shakes your hand every <laughs> yes. time you see him, I'm like oh fuck, that was only going to be like a one handshake thing, and then we start calling Do it each every other time. dad. And <laughs> David, like, still DJ. Yeah, that is. It really depends. It really hinges on the relationship that you have with the family, mm. but. If it if it is a good relationship, it, it really could work out and like be like a could great be a story. Experience. Yeah, that's what happens. Like the wedding could be a lot of fun because of that experience. Well, like, could you... be a lot of jokes at the wedding. Oh yeah, haven't you seen that awkward moment? Yes. Uh, when she the most unrealistic scene in the world. Uh, she Imogen Poots's character has a birthday party, and she was like. Uh, oh, yeah, right, yeah, and by the way, uh, d- dress up for it. And he was like, oh, it's a dress-up party, which is a miscommunication that could never possibly ever fucking exist. And he wears the fucking costume where yeah. he has rock out with your cock out, yeah. and he has a fucking, he's just fucking hanging brain with a dildo, and he his dick falls in uh, dad's drink, and the, the dad and him hit it off. It's a great thing, and that's how they grow together, and the dad dies, and he doesn't go, and he wasn't <laughs> there for her. Spoiler alert. 